What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Nick and Scotty here with you for our very favorite time of the year. Certainly Scotty's favorite time of the year. It is the Champions League quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Yeah. Quarterfinals. Have that right. We're going to go through in this very special episode, Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference League. It's time to get to the futures, kind of our, our overall outlook on the competition. Um, stay tuned for matchup by matchup. We're not going to go through that today, but as the that gets a little bit closer, uh, certainly we will be previewing it match by match as we have done. If you guys recall, we crushed the Champions League, killing it so far this year. Had Real Madrid outright winner last year. I want to say we were at plus 1,600 for that glorious winner, Scott. I think it was plus 1,200. We were in there. It was 1,200, okay. 1,600, well, but definitely we, a four-digit plus money win. And not only that, I think we rolled it over week, like like um, oh, yeah. stage Multiple after times. stage, leg after leg. So um, is that going to repeat this year? Find out. Listen a little yeah. bit longer. But Scotty, um, you excited about this? How how we feeling, dude? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit easier for me because I feel like I don't have to try and be partial. Liverpool are eliminated out of the quarterfinals for the first time in I don't know, a couple of years. So get to kind of look at it purely from a neutral perspective. Um, but with that said, I mean, there's no better time to talk futures than now because we've got a, a international break kind of giving us a little bit of a pause in the club season. Uh, we're going to get into, like you said, everything quarterfinals once that once all the players return, we know what the odds are looking like. We know what the injury situations are. And a lot of teams get healthy uh, around this time. So look for maybe some some returns, some some key additions just by way of uh, coming off the uh, physio list, so to speak. So uh, really excited to get through this. And yeah, this is our favorite, one of our favorite episodes to record every year because you look at some of these odds and, you know, there's so much value to be found here. Um, there's really not one of these competitions has like a clear, clear front runner that is a waste of time putting your money on like you might see in, in some of the leagues right now. So very excited for this. Yeah. And I think one of the things you pointed out, um, not only with injuries, but this is this is the point part of the year where teams kind of realize what they're going to prioritize prioritize. And, um, you know, for, for some of these teams, certainly that will be the champions league. Some other teams are, happy to be here uh or other teams this is you know one of several things they have a chance to make happen so um let's get right into it man what do you want to do should we run through the odds run through the matchups what do you think all right yeah let's 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 go through the odds right off the bat so favorite and again in this competition has yet to win it manchester city sitting at plus 225 not far behind them bayern munich sitting at a nice plus 300 uh patron Benty, I think, has a future on them from plus 600 from the previous round. So nice work. value there, Benty. Napoli, just a little bit behind Bayern Munich, saying at plus 350. I think this one's a little bit of a surprise for me, but we can get deeper into that in a moment. And then we make our first big jump. So following Napoli at plus 350, we get into Real Madrid at plus 700. And then another big jump where we have three teams all at plus 1400. That's Chelsea, Inter, and Benfica. And then pulling up the rear, sitting at plus 1,800, the darkest of horses in this race right now, AC Milan. So, Nick, I'll, I'll maybe I'll kick it over to you. I mean, yeah. do, do you agree that Man City is sitting at plus 225? Is that really where you think should be the, the leader in the clubhouse right now? Or do you think maybe their failures in this competition over the past few years is kind of uh, being maybe glossed over a little bit by, by the books? 
It's it's a little bit of both for me. Um, am, am I upset about Manchester City being the favorite? No. I, I mean, I subscribe to the fact that they are a super team. They are showing that in this competition this year. They're up there in the Premier League. Um, you know, Haaland has been everything they ever could have expected and then some. So is it very likely that they could win the competition this year after many failures? Yes, I think it is. Um, do I think that number is correct? I, I don't necessarily do. I mean, you you want to get plus 225, you know our view on it, right? You can get that in any match on any given bet going forward. So I would never advise anybody to take them to win the Champions League at that number. But I think um, their very strong outing over the last leg probably influenced this number just a little bit. Yeah, and so you, you said it, right? You know, Holland is you know, as good as any player in the world right now, you know, up there with Mbappe for sure uh, has carried this team at times. But to me, that's almost a little bit of a concern because yeah, they, they won the second leg against Leipzig, whatever it was six, nothing with five goals from Holland. But let's not forget that it was level going into that second leg one, one uh, because they were unable to, to really, you know, get the deal done in the first leg against the, what we would assume would be an inferior uh, opponent in Leipzig. So it wasn't this easy cruise that maybe like even Real Madrid kind of had against Liverpool um, over two legs. They had to fight it out in that second leg. And again, Holland had five goals, made it look a lot nicer. But if Holland is off, if he's not feeling it on a given day, if a, the right manager is able to kind of figure out a way to slow him down and force somebody like Grealish or uh, Foden to, to be the guy that's going to carry the goal scoring load, then those guys are going to have to step up. So plus 225. Yeah, I don't love it. Um Pep has a long history of, of tinkering and over tinkering um, at the worst times. So it's, it's not my, my favorite pick for, for obvious reasons. Uh, I also think they have probably the hardest path to even get to the finals um, out yeah, of any so that, team in this competition. That would have been my next point, right? You have them at plus 225, Byron at plus 300. Well, guess who's facing each other in the next round. There's no reason to take either one of those teams before a winner has been decided because you're going to get probably pretty close to that number in the next round. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, the, obviously the winner of that round, I think is is going to be looking pretty good, but even then uh, Real Madrid has Chelsea in the opening round and they're on the same side of the bracket. Real Madrid, let's get into this. Cause I think this is both of our favorites as our favorite last year. Real Always. Madrid sitting at plus 700 dismantled Liverpool. Again, Liverpool had a down season. Sure. But you know, it, it certainly wasn't. Yeah, it's not exactly opponent. lighting La Liga on fire. They, they never are. They never are when they make these runs. So I'm not concerned about that. Plus 700 is, you know, you're looking at 3x the value of Manchester City there. They get Chelsea, who nobody's really been impressed with. Yes, they finally did pull out a, a pretty big win in, in the second leg of their Champions League matchup. But league form has been very meh, um, struggling to score goals, try to find the right lineups. Questions about Graham Potter right now. I don't think anyone's going to take them to advance in, in the quarterfinals. So there's no, no time to waste here with, with, if you're going to take Real Madrid, it's you take them now when they're sitting at plus 700, because assuming they beat Chelsea in this matchup, those odds are going to get sliced. And then yep. depending on who they face in that semifinals, you know, I, my guess is that team will probably ultimately be the favorite in the, in the champions league final. Yeah, no, I think the odds are telling us that hundred um, percent. I think the best piece of advice that you guys will hear this episode, Scott has already said it, right? Now is the time to take Real Madrid. Um, it's not only because they did us some massive salad last year. It's because 
they are that good. They're that talented, and they have one of two or three managers on the planet you would ever want in a tournament, in a cup, in a competition like this. Ancelotti has proven it year in, year out. This man gets it done. Doesn't matter what his team looks like, what the odds look like. Real Madrid are a force. And um, to your point, I'd be absolutely shocked if they did not make it past Chelsea. I think that's the minimum that they do. And um, we didn't get into Napoli yet, but I'm not taking a city, a Bayern, a Napoli at plus 350 or worse. Real Madrid at plus 700 represents to me absolutely the best value for a team that realistically can win this competition. Yeah. And, and before we get into the Italian side of the bracket, uh, Real Madrid also just has the right makeup for these Champions League runs because it's a perfect mixture of experience in Modric and Modric and Cruz and Benzema with, you know, extremely talented youth players like, you know, Vinicius Jr. and yep. Valverde. And it you just mix those two together and, and you have a really strong combination of, you know, talent, ability, and maturity that is perfect for a knockout competition like Champions League. So uh, every one of these guys are serial winners already in their own right. Um, like you said, Ancelotti is the perfect guy to be to be managing this group. And I there's there's a lot less risk here with injury, right? Like if you take Holland right now, if you take City at plus 225 and Holland picks up an injury sometime between now and the next six weeks, knowing that City are still chasing down Arsenal in the Premier League, that bet is is almost as good as gone, in my opinion. Yep. I, I don't no, think I City win Champions League without Holland. So with Madrid, no you get more value. and You're also a little bit better covered in terms of the the injury risk that comes with taking a future like this. Yeah, and, and, and here's something to remember about that point. Number one, last year, Benzema lit the competition on fire. He, I mean, he could not have played any better. Balloon Basically, door, I don't want to say carried them, but he was a, a huge factor in the, yeah. in the reason that they won the Champions League. Um, this year, that's not the case, and he hasn't been healthy, um, you know, and that's, you know, through no fault of his own. He's also 34, 35 years old. He's coming off of a World Cup. I don't think he played too much in it, but it was on the squad. Um, so it's a long season for him, and they're not getting that contribution. So the fact that they have made it this far, they've looked this convincing without the same Benzema as last year, or even maybe half of it. Um, it's only that much more dangerous, right? And and if they get a little bit out of him, 25% of what they got last year, forget about it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's switch over to the Italian side of the bracket. We've got four teams, three of which happen to be from Serie A. And then you throw in our favorite, uh, Benfica from the Portuguese uh. league. Napoli, the favorites of this group at plus 350, as you mentioned. Then you have uh, Inter at plus 1,400, AC Milan at plus 1,800, and then Benfica also at plus 1,400. So it seems like, based on these odds, folks expect Napoli to be in the final. Can't say I disagree. They've looked like probably the most consistently good team in, in Europe yes. over the last six months. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can say that about Bayern because they've been up and down in the Bundesliga. You can't say that about Real Madrid. They keep losing to Barcelona. Can't even say that about City, sitting in second place behind Arsenal and have had their fair share of, of weird losses. So do you, I mean, we don't like Napoli at plus 350, but is there any value here at maybe one of these other Italian squads upsetting Napoli and at least having a chance at the final at plus 1400? Yes. Yes, there is. So uh, first and foremost, let me agree with your point. Does Napoli deserve to be at this number? Absolutely, they do. They are running away with the Italian league. They've barnstormed their way through this competition, uh, pretty much decimating everybody in front of them. 
Napoli season right now should be applauded. It is a massive success, regardless of what happens in the Champions League from here on out, uh, to make the final eight, to to win the league by probably double digits. I mean, it would be catastrophic if they, they drop that many points. Um, let's give them credit. Let's respect the number that they're at. And could they, should they make the final? I think so. Um, but you're asking about these other teams. Well, if you look at Benfica and Inter, um, I don't know that either of us had those teams uh, topping their groups or advancing. I mean, they've they've made it this far. That's a testament to them. They're both at plus 1,400. If you like either one of those teams, there's a very decent chance. I mean, the winner of this match, there's a good a chance as any that they can make the final. So plus 1,400 is a fantastic number. Now, Scotty and I, you guys, if anybody has listened to this podcast before, you know this. If you haven't listened to this podcast, let us be the first to tell you. We are absolutely terrible at handicapping Portuguese terrible. teams. Benfica terrible. is no difference. I don't know that I've ever won a game involving them, a bet involving them. They're having a, an exceptional year, so they deserve to be here. Uh, could they beat Inter? Absolutely. Could Inter beat them? Absolutely. Um, I mean, for me, the odds reflect it. It's, it's kind of a toss-up because Inter has been way better in the Champions League than they have been in Serie A. Um, and I think Benfica is at the top of the table, if I'm not mistaken, in, in yeah. Portugal. So, listen, plus 1,400, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind taking a stab with either team. Um, and then you're talking about AC Milan. So, what's interesting to me, and uh, I was speaking about this with Coach the other day, I think that's maybe the worst possible matchup for Napoli. And it's not because they're better than Napoli. It's not because I even think they're going to win over two legs, but Napoli's going to wind up facing them four or five times this year. And it's very difficult to beat the team over and over and over. And if anybody knows what to expect, what they could potentially get from this tie, um, how to game plan, I think it's Milan. And I, I think, um, you know, Certainly, if they are somehow able to get past Napoli, you almost have to book them into the final. Yeah, I think if I think I will take a future on on one of these teams here. You know, I think I'm going to have two picks, one from each side of the bracket. So Real Madrid being my pick on first side of the bracket. I think here I'm actually going to go with Benfica because Inter did not look. I mean, you said that they've been better in Champions League than Serie A, but that's a low bar. Um, they advanced to the stage by beating Porto, but they beat Porto 1-0 on aggregate. The one goal they scored was in the 86th minute after Porto picked up their first red card of the tie. Yep. And then they went and played a very anti-football match against Porto where they drew 0-0 and again, uh, Porto picked up a second red card. So sure. it, it was not exactly a convincing progression against a lower side Portuguese team. So Porto in second place, Benfica is in first uh, by 10 points. So a pretty decent lead there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think here I'll take Benfica at plus 1400. I think they have a pretty good chance at, at advancing past Inter. Um, I think their, their attack has been obviously their strength all season long Inter, We don't really know what we're getting from them. Lautaro was horrendous, uh, in the second match just disappeared for large pieces of the match. And, and that's then, kind of what's going on with Inter as a whole. They're, they're really struggling to score goals at this moment. So this, this international yeah. break couldn't have come at a better time for them. Yep. And so I, I, I lean towards them. I think Napoli will pretty handedly deal with, with Milan. Um, so I, I don't think there's anything worse there. 
and, and Napoli at plus 350 when I have potentially Real Madrid at plus 700, it doesn't move the needle for me. So I, I think that's probably where I'm going to go. I'm going to set, set this up where I'm going to have one long shot on the Italian side of the bracket, which is going to be the one non-Italian team, which would be <laughs> very apropos. Let's just say if yeah. that happens, that would be very unfortunate for Serie A, but very apropos. And then I'll take Real Madrid on the, maybe what I'll call the, the strong side of the bracket, the the bracket of death, if you will. Um, because I, I just, they know how to progress through the, 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 the Champions League. They have the right makeup. And at that point, if you can get at least, if you get both of those teams, you know, to the, the semifinals, you could hedge in a little bit at, in the sure. two advanced lines too. So, um, and, you know, and if, the if one you thing get... I'll say um, is, you know, Inter or um, Benfica, I, I think you're still getting a decent number on either team that wins. Um, you know, it's not going to be plus 1400. It might be plus 800. Might, yep. you know, de- depending on who they play, if it's Napoli, I, I think that would probably be like a fair ish number. If, if Milan happens to pull the upset, uh, maybe it's a little shorter, but you're still probably talking around plus 500. Um, yep. So I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think um, it's their tie to lose against Inter. I would love to see Inter go through. I, I don't know that it's going to happen. Um, but it's certainly an interesting side of the bracket for very different reasons. Yeah. And I think let's close this out because you found an interesting bet that we want to make our listeners aware of. Um, on DraftKings, we have not just team to win uh, the Champions League, but we have nationality of the winner. So obviously Germany, Spain, Portugal all only have one team in the, the competition at this point. So you're not getting anything there. England is sitting at plus 175, which is a combination of City and Chelsea. I don't like that at all because, let's be honest, you know, if you're going to pick somebody, you're going to take City. You're not going to put anything on Chelsea. Um, Italy sitting at plus 200. Interesting uh, because yeah. you're almost guaranteed to have one of those teams in the final. A very easy hedge opportunity should w- that come to fruition. If you can get either Napoli, Milan, or Inter into the final sitting at plus 200, you can probably hedge that pretty easily for a, a guaranteed payout for the, the Champions League final. Yep, and you've nailed it. I, I don't have too much to add on to that other than that's a it's an interesting, fun, different way of looking at it. Um, and you're right. I mean, if one of those teams makes it, and it's certainly possible that one team will be guaranteed to make it after this next round, um, you've, you've figured out a way to make some money, and that's what we're here to do. So, um, Pretty cool. Plus 200. I, I like it a lot. Um, I, I'd be interested to see if this is still offered after this round and what those numbers would yeah. look like. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I think, you know, it, it'd have to be, it'd only be interesting if, if Inter advances because everybody else would be pretty yeah. much one team. Well, I guess maybe if Chelsea pulls the upset against Madrid and, and City beat Bayern, then maybe you could get an England's piece in there as well, but um, unlikely. So, yeah. Another little strategy if, if, if that, piques your interest we ready to move on to europa let's do it all right the next level of competition coach not here to to talk about it which is unfortunate but we've got another eight teams here sitting at the top of the table some familiar names manchester united sitting at plus 150 another heavy favorite from manchester um, in the europe top competitions um, Juve following behind at plus 500. So pretty big jump already going from Manchester United at plus 150 to Juve at plus 500. Roma, surprisingly to me, very much right there with Juve at plus 550. So not much difference there. And then Leverkusen leading the charge from the Bundesliga in this one at plus 800. After that, we get to some of our long, longer shots, four uh, digit 
uh, odds here. Sporting Lisbon at plus a thousand, Sevilla at plus twelve hundred, Feyenoord at plus sixteen hundred, and then pulling up the rear is Saint Louise at plus two thousand. Uh, so Nick, I'm going to ask you the same question. We got another club from Manchester being the heavy favorite at plus one fifty. Somehow a heavier favorite than Manchester City in this one, even though I think the level yeah. of competition is a little more even. Yeah. What do you make of this? Is this you know, maybe the books taking a little bit too reading too much into Manchester's form over the last two or three months? Or do you think this is a, a fair value for how they've really played throughout the season? Yeah, I, I think they're just looking to get any little bit of action they possibly can um, on United, right? Maybe some recency bias. That number makes absolutely no sense. Again, I'm going to reiterate the same thing I said with um, City is, you know, if you're looking at plus 150 for United, you can probably get that in the first matchup, right? If leg one or leg two money line at plus one, right. <laughs> you can get a plus 150 on United. If you're a believer, uh, you know, if they're up one, nothing go or two, nothing going into the second leg, they're probably plus 150 on the money line throw that bet out the window. It doesn't make sense. I think they're giving United a little too much respect. Yeah, I definitely think that's fair. It's also kind of, I think you might be onto something with maybe that's where the money is coming from because let's be honest, this is really a must win tournament right now for Manchester United. They were having probably their best season in the last, you know, almost decade at this point. Um, They were really close to competing for the premier league title. There was a point where I think there were maybe six points back of city and arsenal and, really like in the fight um and they had this potential chance for a, a you know domestic treble where they were you know moving and progressing through the the carabao cup and then um obviously progressing through the fa cup and in the span of about 10 days the, the rug has been kind of pulled out from under them um they were knocked out of the carabao cup liverpool smacked them seven nothing which basically kind of ended their their hopes at a premier league title and the fa cup right now it's gonna go through manchester it's gonna be either city or united that win this and if you're a united fan i don't think you love the thought of playing Manchester City in a FA Cup final because yeah. that's going to be all the motivation in the world for City to kind of, you know, take on the the kings of Manchester crown, if you will. So I think this becomes a must win for them. Uh, I think they'll qualify for Champions League either way. So it's not like this is going to be a key to qualification like it might be for some of these other clubs that we'll get to. But uh, it, it really does kind of become this must win tournament, I think, in terms of like how fans may feel at the end of the season because to come away with a season like this with no trophies is got to be a bit of a gut punch. Yeah. And to add on to that, I mean, is Rashford ever going to have another year like this? Not to say he can't, um, he may not even to say he's not talented. Yeah. Is he still going to be there? Is he going to go through a run of form like this again? I don't know, but they better damn well take advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. So next two clubs, Really close and odds are, are from Serie A. It's, it's Juve and Roma. Nick, I'm going to say, if you if I forced you to pick one, I'm not saying you have to take one. I don't know if this is going to be your, your pick for the group, but yeah. if I forced you to take one of these two, do you like Juve at plus 500 or Roma at plus 550 more? Yeah, so this is a toss-up. Um, I think that Juventus has a better team. I think uh, largely they've had a better season. You might not necessarily think that at first glance because they got bounced out of their Champions League group, a very... Um, I don't want to say winnable group, but a group where they would have been favored to advance. So that was a disaster period for them. They've lost 15 points due to a scandal uh, that may or may not come back. But even with that minus 15, they're still like hanging around in seventh place, like not even six or seven points back from European spots next year. 
So um, for all the shit we've talked and hand up, right? I've certainly talked a lot. I will continue to do so. They've actually had a better season than Roma. For that reason, I would probably lean towards them. But then I start to think about it and I, I look at the coaching and um, Mourinho is another one of those guys right there with Ancelotti who he's just a great tournament manager, great cup manager. Um, he's probably at this point putting all his eggs in this basket um, because they have no shot at really winning anything else in Italy. They're out of the cup. They're going to try to make top four, which they very well could, but this is your chance for silverware. Um and then I look at the teams that they're up against. I think it's the weaker half of the bracket and they're teams that they're kind of familiar with, right? They're teams that have been in the conference league with them in the Europa league with them year over year, uh, met Feyenoord last year in the final of the conference league. So um, Roma probably has an edge just from that standpoint. So for me, it's really kind of a toss up. I, I mean, I know I didn't exactly give you an answer. A case can be made for both of them. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, to me, I mean, we kind of talked about in a, I think it was the podcast last week or maybe two weeks ago, uh, Juve pretty handedly the second best team in Serie A. It's just this 15 point deduction yep. that's kind of masked their their form, really. Um, so I, if I were to pick between one of those two, again, no offense to coach, and he's going to think maybe this is just a hater pick, but I would go probably Juve on that just because I think they really have been you know, the, a clear second best team to Napoli in, in, in Serie A this season. So yep. that's probably where I'd go between the two. I am going to hit you now with my two picks for this. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take one from each side of the bracket. Yeah. I see Europa. The first thing I look for for my futures, Sevilla. Yep. These guys win every 100%. Year. Now, I am a little concerned that they just named a new manager, uh, Jose Mendlebar. So... I don't know how how that's going to play out. He, I think he was just named like this week, the, the new manager after they fired Sam Paoli. Uh, so that's maybe a little bit of a concern, but I have to take it. If, if you are going to be taking a future on a Europa League champion and Sevilla is an option, you have to take it just because they find themselves in the finals year after year after year. And I think they've won, they had a period where I think they won three out of the like six um, yeah. in, in that, that time span. So I'm going to take Sevilla plus 1200 is a huge value. Um, yeah, they play Manchester United to open things up. So it, it might be dead in, in the first round, but, but if United are slipping in their form a little bit, if Sevilla are all out in this, cause I think they're staying in like 13th place in La Liga. So this is really all that they have left in their season. I think there's a chance that they could pull an upset there. And then you're looking at, you know, a decent chance at, at, you know, Juve or, or sporting whoever comes out of that one at, at trying to get to the finals. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to hit it from the flip side. If you're Manchester United, this is quite possibly the worst matchup that oh, you would want horrible. to see. Um, and manager it wasn't too long ago that man United was in 13th place themselves. Right. I mean, so um, it, it's interesting because Juve is playing sporting United Sevilla, Juve, Sporting, Sevilla, they kind of all fit that same mold, that kind of boring, 1-0, terrorist shit football. And it's gonna be it's gonna be wild to see because you can't really give any one team an edge over the other. Um yeah. so to to your point, just trying to reemphasize here, always have to go with Sevilla. I agree with you a thousand percent there. And if they are plus twelve hundred, you take them twice. Yeah, and it's Sevilla have players, right? They've got 
the guys. They have Rakitic, who uh, mainly probably on his last legs. They've got uh, Gonzalo Montiel, who's probably one of the better defenders in La Liga right now. Eric Lamella, who had his time at Tottenham and kind of no, but he's, out, he's been good for them, doing okay in La Liga. Um, another former Tottenham player, Brian Heal, who's younger, was kind of an up and coming winger, didn't pan out. Jesus Navas is playing, I think, wing back for them right now. So um, again, experience there. So it's it's not like this is some ragtag group of of you know misfits coming out of La Liga. It's it's some pretty solid talent that maybe was being underutilized under Sampaioli towards the end of you know his reign yeah. there. And if if the new manager bounce helps and can kind of get the better pieces of or the, or the better play out of these pieces over the last two months of the season, it, it could work out well for you. So yeah, and that's gonna and be if, my pick. If they beat United, um, there's. They're 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 fearless from there on yeah. out though as well. For oh, forget about the yeah. odds; they'll, they'll probably odds be unplayable. Yeah. But I mean, they're you think they're gonna run through a United team and be scared at Sporting or, or Juve? No. I don't. No, nope, not the least. All right, and now here is my in this the weaker bracket. So we'll call that the that top bracket of Juve, Sporting, United, and Sevilla the the bracket of death in Europa. Uh, the weaker bracket with Feyenoord, Roma. Leverkusen and uh, St. Heloise. I'm going with St. Heloise at plus 2000. Uh, they just beat Union Berlin 6-3 in aggregate. They scored three goals in both games. Union Berlin, a much better team than Leverkusen, who are sitting in eighth in, in uh, Bundesliga right now. I wish Coach was on for this segment because nobody bets Union the way Coach does. That dude had like 15 bets on him this year. But yeah. I, I I don't sorry I cut your point off. Um, but are they really that much better than Leverkusen, or are they coming I, back to reality? That that like that's a question I can't answer. Are, are I, you I saying Union Berlin? Yeah, I, I'm you, wondering if okay. Union really is as good as they were the first two months of the season. Uh, I mean, just they, wondering out loud. Results. I mean, they've beaten good teams, but then again, so has Leverkusen. I think Leverkusen just beat Bayern two to one thanks to a, a couple penalties this, this previous weekend. So maybe Leverkusen starting to figure things out, but. You know the, the, this this Saint Louis team. They're all about their attack. They've got uh, a bevy of of goal scorers at their at their uh, disposal here. So I like that just because watching their matches will at least be fun. And I think that goal scoring attitude, where it's like we're just going to try to outscore the other team, yeah. kind of works in Europa. Um, so maybe that works in my favor, or maybe it comes back to haunt me when they end up losing like four to one because they don't play a lick of defense, but. Okay. To me, to me at plus two thousand, you know, if you get a little bit of an upset against Leverkusen, and then who's to say Feyenoord doesn't upset Roma? That wouldn't like well, shock anybody. So, so you took you took the words right out of my mouth. If you're going with that logic, I like Feyenoord at plus sixteen hundred because they are that team, just a little more proven. Uh, I think they have better players and better goal scorers. And by the way, they're in first place in Holland right now, uh, ahead of Ajax and. Uh, AZ and teams like that. So uh, Feyenoord, if anybody follows me on Twitter, um, this is a team I take the over or a team total over almost blindly. I I don't know many of the teams they're playing sometimes or, you know, what kind of defense they're going to come up against. They score two to three goals in just about every single game. Um, So to me, it's going to be a fascinating matchup against Roma, who doesn't score, but doesn't really give too much up. We do have to give their defense a little bit of credit. They play anti-Fionord football. And I think if we're going with a long shot here, plus 1,600 or plus 2,000, Fionord's the better, more proven team. Yes, they have to face Roma, but 
you're facing good teams in this competition from here on out, no matter what you have to beat them. Eventually that plus 1600 is way too good to pass up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely probably the smarter take. I just look at this and say, you know, how can I best set myself up to hedge or cash out early in these things? And uh, I just like the idea of if, if, if St. Hillary's advance, then, you know, you, you have a, a lot more uh, options, I guess, at, at your disposal in, in terms of hedging in the semifinals or even selling out and cashing out early. Um, you know, you, you see them win and it's a them versus Feynord. They probably go from being plus 2000 to being maybe like plus 650 plus 700, depending on who's on the other side of the bracket. No, no question. But I, I think, um, you know, both as usual with this competition, our logic is the same. And um, I mean, this this is almost going to be more fun to watch than Champions League. Uh, the, you know, even in the, the group stages, um, in the last knockout rounds, goals are plenty compared to Champions League. Um, you know, much more wide open game. You, you watch it and you get to be a little more familiar with players that maybe you hadn't seen in the past. Um so I think this is going to be a cool showcase, and I think there's a ton of value on a lot of these teams. And, hey, if if you're one of these guys that's a Juve, a Roma, a Leverkusen, a, a Lisbon believer or supporter, those numbers aren't bad. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't knock anybody for taking a plus 500 um, future or, or worse. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap things up with Conference League. Um, RIP Lazio, your Ugh. conference league run has ended. Um, but we still have some good squads here, some some names that will be recognizable and, and some names that maybe aren't. Um, but we'll start it off, as always, with the favorite. This time it's going to be West Ham at plus 225. I, I pause there because West Ham are, what, 16th place in Premier League right now? Not a great season for them, but hey, maybe conference league is the right kind of thing to take the sting out of a pretty disappointing Premier League campaign. Um Nice from League One are following them at plus 350. Uh, also at plus 350, Nick's second favorite squad or third favorite squad in Serie A, it's Fiorentina. Hmm. Uh, Nick's least favorite squad in the world, AZ Akmar, uh, at plus 450. So, Nick, at least you have the uh, benefit of knowing that the team that knocked your team out is at least the fourth favorite. Remaining. Yeah, swell. Does me a lot uh, of good. Uh, Ghent, not to get f- confused with Genk is sitting at plus 1,200. And then Lech Poznan out of Poland at plus 1,600. Anderlecht at plus 1,800. And Basel out of uh, Switzerland sitting at plus 2,000. Nick, I'm not going to ask you if you think West Ham should be worthy of plus 225 because I think everybody agrees that they should not be plus 225. Um, You know, they very well may win this competition, but the way that they have been playing in the Premier League has been woeful at best. So maybe Nick, I'll leave it open. I mean, let's be honest. We we know a decent amount of some of these teams, and we know very little about a lot of them. Yep. Um, so where are you looking? Where do you think you're going to be putting money on in the conference league futures? Yeah. So just looking at these odds uh, again, the three quote unquote big teams from the three leagues that you've heard of or follow or watch are the three favorites. I think that's not necessarily because they're the best teams left in this competition, but it's because of you know. That they're bigger teams. They're who you know. They who have the resources. Um, I don't have really a gripe with these numbers per se, but if I'm looking at a team, I'm looking at. I'm just going to call it the right side of the bracket because that's how I'm I'm viewing a bracket right now, and that is um one of those, you know, AZ, um, West Ham, um, 
Ghent. I, I think that's the easier side. And I would maybe take a stab with somebody like Ghent at plus 1,200 just because uh, plus 450 to me isn't good enough with eight teams left. Um, I, I think you got to go plus 500, plus 700 or um, bigger. And they're maybe the, the favorites of all the bad teams or the teams we're not as familiar with. Maybe you take a stab there. Um, it's kind of where my head goes. I, I mean, I, I this is probably a competition in, in fairness where I don't think we'll be able to make sense of it until the semifinals. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair play. I think for, for me, I'm probably going to go with Nice in this one. They're only at plus 350, but opening against Basel, who are the you know longest odds in the group, I think that bodes well for them. I think they have a, a decent amount of talent. They've got, you know, Kasper Schmeichel and then a, a handful of of Arsenal, former Arsenal players and Aaron Ramsey, Nicolas Pepe, Ross Barkley, um, and then the young French midfielder, uh, Catherine Thurum, who is, you know, I think he's 21, but he's one of those emerging talents coming out of the uh, out of France. So I think they have as, as good of a chance as anybody to, to win this, um, you know, the competition that they face along the way. Uh, like I said, Basel is, is their, their opening match. They likely get Fiorentina in the semis, but yep. you know Fiorentina has been, I would say, hit or miss at best, uh, and so no, no this year. So I think there's a pretty good chance of them getting an easy, easy way to the final. And then, like you said, you know West Ham, it's that other side of the bracket is is probably easier. West Ham is the favorite, but the way that they're playing, I wouldn't be shocked at all if you 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 see somebody like Anderlecht or Ghent in the final in that side. Yeah, and that's what you have to hope for. And, um, you know, West Ham, probably a team that, right, well, we've said this now for two competitions previously, but all their eggs are in this basket, uh, right? This is what they're going to be going for this and um, trying to stay afloat in the Premier League, right? Not getting relegated. Um, but they haven't looked aside. They haven't even looked aside through the groups or through the last round, right? They're, they're struggling to score goals. Um, so I think anything could happen. Uh, you mentioned Fiorentina. Just, I mean, they had an awful, awful, awful start to the Italian league. Um, they were in like 15th place for a very long time. They finally put together a string of wins. Um, so they're they're in the top half of the table. They've been cruising through some of these teams we've never heard of. So um, some of their forwards are starting to score goals. They're getting healthy. They're rotating the squad. That's good to see for them. They'll have to believe that they can make it through. But I mean, I. I almost think if you're taking them or Nice, who are, as you mentioned, very likely to play each other in the next round, I don't know that that 350 number budges all that much. I think you're probably getting either one at plus 250, plus 300, somewhere around there. I don't see any need to give yourself a chance for an upset in this round. Yeah, what do you think? I think that's I fair. Mean, yeah, I, I agree with your logic there. I, I wouldn't disagree with it. Um, so I, I think if that's that's the angle you want to take then by all means I, i'll support you yeah and, and again uh taking the flyer on ghent but uh, there's nothing i love here i'm not saying this is a lock this put your money here give us another round we'll come back to this um you know in the semifinals but i i, I would wait on a fiorentina or a nice or maybe even a west ham because how much worse could the odds get than plus 225 yeah fair that is fair Cool. So that will wrap up our quarterfinals preview for the European competitions. Uh, we have the international break right now. We got some cool content and special guests for you guys coming up next week. And um, once we get back to club football and league football, be sure to 
be on the lookout for the rest of our Champions League content. We will preview each and every one of those matchups. Crushed it last year. Looking forward to doing the same. Please just give us a, a like, a share, a subscribe, a review. Um, appreciate all your support. Catch you guys next time.